Welcome to the Thule Podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark. I run with Will and produce Digimon on Blu-ray. I'm A.R. Palver, back from D.C. with my lousy t-shirt. I'm DevQ, and I did not even get a t-shirt. I got one at the metro station right before I was heading back to my for my flight. It's... I was like, okay, I'll pop into this gift store, and I found a t-shirt I liked. I'm like, okay. I didn't... It's on. You should have gotten a crab mug. I didn't think about it until I saw one of the questions we were sent, and I'm like, wow, it does feel like it's been, was busy two weeks ago. Like, And I'm sitting there like, it doesn't feel like it's been two weeks since the last episode. It feels tiring. I, it feels longer than two weeks. Yeah. It, we have three chapters of Dreamers this time. To be fair, we were recording when they released Dreamers last time. I'm not asking for an explanation. It's just we have three chapters of Dreamers, and that feels weird. I keep not reading it because I read it the first time it got released. Because I'm reading it again and enjoying it even more now. And then we should talk about Seekers. It exists I guess. From, from a technical standpoint. So, well, so I don't, don't, don't no, say technically. It, it exists from an existential standpoint. From a technical standpoint, it's a mess. <laughs> okay, so, so chapter two, segment seven. It start. This is where like Seekers loses me more than anything else. Where it's like, where like it starts off introducing Leon. It's like we've met Leon multiple like, times. We don't have long enough. We we don't like. And, like, here's the thing. There's actually some interesting stuff in Chapter 2 to some, but too much exposition. Those are the worst. Yeah, these are the worst ones where there's interesting stuff going on, but the way they express but it also, is so poor. But also, like, here, here's where, like, it is very much a an attempt at a standard light novel. But also, you get the weird parts where it trips, like, if this had been the first chapter, like a prologue, that might have set some stuff up better because then we actually like it. It feels like it still it, wants to introduce us to the main character, and it's like no. This is yeah. They're they're trying to introduce us to Ag and Leon separately when this is the big opportunity to do some actual relationship building, which they've avoided for the first two point like, six chapters. Like this, mo- like yeah. most of this, not necessarily all of two seven. This should have been like the prologue, like. Oh, old friends are meeting up. They have Digimon with them, and something has clearly happened, and they're talking about it. And then like, you go into the story. This could you be. Could the- go. I mean, this is. I mean, even at the point where they're at in the story with everything that's come before it, that's that would be fine if this is the focus on. Okay, this is the part where let's focus on where Ag and Leon are at now, what they had before, have them staring staring into each other's eyes tenderly, and all that stuff. But. It's just the way they express it. And for some reason, and for some reason, the receptionist is back, which I think we all mused on if that it was a character that would ever appear again, and we said no. I think I said I said yes. Okay, you. Did. I, I, I said yes. probably just because they're yeah. probably not going to switch around the receptionist every episode. But it's not even like it's the receptionist; they're just at a random cafe, it's- aren't they? No, I thought they were the, in the cafeteria of the. Okay, they are. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought they. The I thought they, of the, of the okay, place, I thought but. they were at first, and then they said something. I'm like, oh, I guess they're at a cafe. No, no, they're just yeah, in, like no, the cafeteria okay. yeah, at the. Yeah, yeah. I got that one. Okay, but but even then, it's it's again, it's just she just shows up for Ag to hit on her again. It's not. But here's the thing: it's not even like good, bad hitting on. It's hitting on because someone decided that had to be... Like, here's the thing. If he was good at hitting on 
women, it'd be one thing. If he was bad and it was funny or interesting, it's only there because someone decided that's the thing that has to be done in the story. It's not in, like the, the the bigger problem is that this is where the exposition just completely gets in the way because the idea of two guys pulling out their Digimon to walk around and pick up girls is amazing. I love that. No, I wanted to see a, Taichi. That's fantastic. Where's some Taichi and Yamato doing that in Kazuna? But instead of letting them... you want to see my lizard? Right. Instead of stumbling over, instead of going through that scene and just letting that scene organically play out, they keep on stopping to explain what they're doing, and it takes all of the fun of the yes. scene away. Yeah. And then they keep flashing back to, like, just everything that's happened. And I will say, yeah, I yeah. I will say, I do like how separately and together, Pulsmon and Lugamon keep chiming in. Like, they're yeah. disagreeing, but they're also becoming friends. And then randomly, Pulsmon will just make like a pot shot at AG, and Lugamon mm. will comment about Leon. Yeah, Pulsmon and Lugamon are developing a really nice relationship. I really want to see AG and Leon doing the same thing. Yeah, I, Good don't, luck with I, that. I don't think that's fucking happening. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Uh, although I will say, they're, 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 this is going like this relationship is core to Seekers. Like this is kind of the most important thing in Seekers, and they're just not selling it at all. No, I still, I, I, I'm going to say until this fucking book is over, I think we would have very different feelings about the characters if we saw parts of this as a prologue and they had set up some of this stuff rather than just being like, it's meant to be a reveal. It's meant to shock us. And instead we're like, yeah, whatever. I, I think the story would be fine if the story would just present itself to us more naturally instead of trying to you know what? You know, stop and stop and walk us through. You, you know what this feels everything. like? It just occurred to me. Did either of you ever play Final Fantasy, was it 11? No. No, 13. 13. Plus me after No, seven. but I know how my friends okay. suffered through okay. that. Okay. So I played a little a bit. So Final Anything Fantasy 13. No, 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 but it's not that. So Final Fantasy 13, perfectly fine gameplay, but you basically just run through hallways for a big chunk of the game. But that's not the issue. The issue is, is the game doesn't tell you the story, and randomly you get notification that because of something you've done... You have like an encyclopedia entry if you want to read it. And the encyclopedia entry is what explains like all the plot. So if you want to follow the story, you're randomly stopping and pulling up entries chapter by chapter about the world and the characters. And it's like, oh, I'd really like to see this in the game, but I've pulled oh, up. This is, this is worse because they stop and read the encyclopedia entry to you as the story yes. is happening. Yeah. Like you're trying to enjoy a cutscene and it pauses and takes you to the encyclopedia page. Yeah. Here, read this. And then we have chapter 2-8, which they can remember what happened. In they this. continue this. We get some of the background stuff. Um, the highlight here is still Lugamon and Pulsemon. Mm-hmm. And then this is where like, um, and it comes up in discussion slash argument all the time where the franchise cannot actually decide what it wants to do with sex and gender. These, the, I mean, I... No, it was barely legible. The no, Seekers, that I had to read. Okay. Seekers was so clumsy on this, I would not take this no, as any no, sort of statement. No, no, that's what I'm saying, is it's literally like, why are Digimon even talking about this? They don't have sexes or genders. And then dot, 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 for the most part. No, don't stop and do that. That's stupid as shit. Because all yeah. that, that does not, because that just means 
that it goes back to the ticking of the box. Like they had to say it, but also have to say the thing that everyone who actually writes for the franchise and goes over this says is that even if there's an official thing, it doesn't really work quite as black and white as people tend to say it does. Don't you don't need to stop the book. You're, this is the exposition even, crap. You're overcomplicating that. The 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 problem with that with that snippet is the one it the implication need to be there at all. One, it's the narrator implying that Lugamon wants to get with this girl. And two, what does gender have to do with Lugamon's this conversation? No, no, that's what, what I'm saying. Have to, like, what does gender have to do with this conversation no, anyway? That's what I'm he saying. Is a heterosexual reverse. Is it has nothing uh, to do with well, anything? Yeah. And it yeah, stops. Tell, tell that to the tell and, that to the fan. And it stop. It stops to tell you the Digimon dictionary definition thing of oh well that doesn't exist. Except yeah, sometimes it, it does, it, and then it's okay. like good. So the entire line had no point to it because it doesn't actually try to like explain it in a way that someone who doesn't understand yeah. How about might you just get have it? just have Lucamon hit on the girl get told to stop and leave it at that like yeah. it, that's you can just do that and it's the story's better as a result yeah and then like I don't know it's a very weird cha- it's a very weird chapter segment because it feels like it's just 2-7 plus a bit it's, more it's it continues the problem where it it feels like it feels like A.G. and Leon are trying to fill us in on backstory when we should be getting a better feel for the dynamic between A.G. Well, and Leon. And That's all, what's important. And, and also, they have to change A.G.'s sad sack origin to... Poor A.G. The dark origin. It's like it's weird because yeah. they don't fully clarify stuff in it. Like, oh, the house had to be sold, so we got that. It's like, so what did he... It doesn't really like make the connection between... Okay, his parents die, and therefore his life path is ruined, which is fine. But it also like clarifies, oh, he, he did get a bunch of money from it. He could have done. It doesn't. It doesn't make the yeah, connection. Yeah, it, it over. It over explains it in a way that doesn't necessarily make us as sympathetic to him as we should be. Yeah, because it ba- it basically gives the suggestion that he his parents died. He got money. He decided, and it basically gives the vague suggestion that he just was, went and got fucked up for a bunch of. And it, like it doesn't clarify. Yeah, we're, tell us that. Go into that yeah. bit. Because like, like cause that would be more interesting. It's just really weird. Like, he they has d- PSTSD. Yeah, something. But that, but Give that, us something with that. But like, so apparently at this time though, like he was still somehow functioning, but he was not functioning enough to do anything. It they be. They want it also, it. it also, like, clearly there's supposed to be this wedge here between, like, A.G. and Leon are reconnecting after this long time, even though it's obvious there's going to be this wedge between Hacker and Cracker that's going to be testing them this whole way. And then but at the, the same st- time, they're also both heading to visit the same professor that they're both working but al- for. But also, yeah. they both talk about that, and then the yeah. chapter stops to go... He can't abide crackers. They're evil. Dark. Yeah. And it's like, and AG's, and AG's, AG's trying to defend them. And Leon's like, yeah, you got to quit with this whole SOC thing. You realize these guys are bad news. And it's like, uh, hold on. Let me go talk to the professor first. Like, yeah, it, 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 it stops to tell us theoretically important things, but without also, the it, information that makes it important. Like, should like not, the like, like is AG like is AG not allowed to like AG presumably isn't allowed to tell Leon that this is a an op for the professor, but, but they but don't I'll, go into that or how that tests the relationship. But they also don't seem to clarify like 
is Leon like, and it's very possible I miss stuff just because reading it kind of makes me upset that it's not done well. Like, should should Leon not should Leon should should Leon not be like flipping out that the professor he's trusted for years apparently has like criminals right? off the books doing secret stuff for him. Yeah, this would be raising red flags with Leon as well. And like, I don't like if it comes up in any of these conversations that we've seen with Leon the Professor, I don't think it really get. I'm sure something gets mentioned, but doesn't get mentioned in a relevant, like, he should be pissed, because if because they talk about, like, how his sense of honor and shit is unbending, almost unreasonable and unrealistic, but he doesn't seem to mm-hmm. care the person who sets this, set it up, who's done this to his this, friend, if something's it, wrong This here. is, this is, this is this is the big frustration with Seekers. Like, I'm, you know, me as a writer, I'm seeing what's going on here, and the actual content of what we're getting is really fascinating, but the way it's being presented to us is so garbage. Yeah. It's so bad. You know what it is? It's sort of like, and this is a horrible example, but it's also great, it's like you've read a really good light novel, or heard about a really good light novel, you're like, oh, there's an anime adaption. And then you go and watch it, you go, I don't know why people like this. But we're reading the actual light novel, and it's not good. <laughs> it's like World War Z the movie versus World War Z the novel. <laughs> to be fair, didn't people like that? I didn't see it, but didn't people like that movie? It's it's apparently a really good movie on its own, but it does absolutely no services to the novel. So you're saying it's like Ready Player One. Where, I have not seen. Where, where, I have not seen. Where a lot of, a lot of people love the book, a lot of people hate the book, a lot of people love the movie, a lot of people hate the movie, and then there's a lot of people who love the book who think the movie fucked things up. That okay, yeah. yeah. It was basically just reference, 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 reference. I guess. I guess the difference is here is does anyone love Seekers? Uh, I've definitely seen some people who have. Nice in concept, they're, they're, but they're uh, doing so. They're doing so despite the writing. Although I will say, we're yeah. not, we're not, yeah. see, we're not seeing the like small wave of people who, like with Ghost Game, where people are like, it's taking horror to the next level. It's at the same level as Jason or Freddy, and just no, I'm not at least seeing that. At least we're like yeah, the people. Well, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Game's execution is better than way better than Seekers was too. The Seekers have execution, frankly. It, mean, ki- it, it kind of flo- I, I, it kind of flows in and out. Wish there was some execution going it on. Uh, and then we got two more batches of fan art. Actually, okay. we might have gotten three. At least, at least somebody, at least somebody latched onto the AG Leon relationship. I, I applaud the attempt to ship them. And then the thing that's actually good is Dreamer. So we get the big head Pulsemon battling. <laughs> that, that is a great chapter image, just showing just the giant fucking. Just, and and Ritsu is like, what? No. And also, it's a short. It's like a fourteen-page battle, but it's so such a good battle. They they show you exactly like they they get to the highlights yeah. and they show it to you. And then and then with chapter seven, we get the comedy with uh, Cinderamon. Oh yeah. Like, they want to frame it as him being, like, the big bat, and they show up there, and he just doesn't know what they're talking about. He kind of wants mm-hmm. them to go away. They're, they're like, accidentally insulting him. 
Accidentally. Well, accidentally in air quotes. And then we get the one with Starmon, and just, it's just good comedy, and... Silly. (laughs) Dreamers is a great few minutes to, like, before the week starts. And I know I've said that, like, ten times. It just really is. It is. And I... It's like the palate cleanser after having to deal with Seekers. Uh, Lost actually put it the opposite way a week or two ago. He sees that Dreamers has gone up. He's like, oh, good. It's only a day until Dreamers. Once he sees Seekers on Saturday. He knows that means it's one day away. Uh, And then this has been like the week of potpourri news. Nothing like really big by itself, but just nonstop stuff. So first up, uh, the last two weeks, uh, Odaiba Day. Odai Memorial, Digimon Day, whatever you want to call it. Lots of little That's things going bad. up. It, because here's the thing. We get less stuff on Odaiba Memorial when we have actual stuff at Digifest. And Digifest this time gave us plenty on the one topic we knew we'd get, which is the movie. Yeah, and also Odaiba Memorial, it's pretty much the fans' day to yes. throw Show out their fan stuff. It's, it's just... Yes. Scroll through Tumblr and stuff. Just look at all the cool fan yeah. art. That's that's what you do on exactly. August first proper. And today, yeah. August fourteenth, is the twenty fourth anniversary of the dub premiering. It is still very weird to think in that era how close the airings were. Yeah, usually there was yeah. like a, quite a bigger gap like, between. Uh, like ha- at, the, ha- at the sorry, go ahead. At the time, it was just wild how Let, they were just had this yeah. three four month turnaround. Like, half a year in 1999, it could be a show from the 80s would premiere in 1999 for anime dubs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that, it was contemporary to the point that there were times when there were only... I I think it it's almost entirely contained in 02 when that happened, when there were only, like, six, seven weeks apart a few times. Like, very it felt It felt like it, yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. And then, I have to be honest, this was the biggest surprise to me. Uh, so we get another Toei fiscal quarter. When I went to open up the document, I knew my, I had my exact expectations of what we were going to get, which was going to be basically nothing minus the movie coming. And for the for the overall overviewed document, that's actually all there was, was mentioned in the movie. But then when I went into the actual, like, um, I don't remember the term, because it's not the full numbers, it's like the... Um, the data sheets. I expected minus ignoring the full year part because that's all from last time. It actually got in for this quarter, like April through June. There isn't anything April through June this year. Are they counting um, they overseas? Got- yes, and that's why. If you count just the overseas licensing, meaning products, apps, etc., Digimon's still in their top five money makers, from what I can tell. In yeah, a with qu- no anime running. In yeah. a quarter, but here's the thing: like, there are certain franchises that pop up in that quarter in Japan. Like, for example, Slam Dunk is really high up in Japan, and of course it is. It just had a big movie. It, it has lots sport. of licensing stuff, and even with a failed movie, it makes sense that Saint Seiya would be there, even if a movie's not going to do well. It's still going to bump things up insanely. Digimon's still higher than like the overseas licensing. I thought Saint Seiya would have gotten that fourth slot, just because you're going to get licensing for movie products and shit. Digimon's there and Saint Seiya isn't. Good. We just love ragging on Saint Seiya. <laughs> hey, I did I don't even think I ragged on the movie when I last time that I watched it. You were suffering inside, we know it. 
This is this is just our bit now. Is just ragging on Saint Seiya and World Trigger. No, That's see here's see here's the thing. I actually have nothing to rag on with World Trigger because it doesn't show up. But like, there's there hasn't been anything to actually rag on. I rag on it. <laughs> this is what we do here. No, but it's only funny to rag on when it comes up naturally. Not when we just go, okay, we're it's like, oh, we're pulling up a cast list, and the person is someone in World Trigger, or I was dumb enough to decide to buy World Trigger, just because we rag on it so much, it feels like I need to at least have it. I it's, only included World Trigger just to make Saint Seiya, Seiya feel less lonely. <laughs> like, it's to, not the only show we do to this be, to. To be fair, we could say that about Slam Dunk in the US if we wanted to. <laughs> I, I respect Slam Dunk. I, I, I'm fine. Okay, yes, we, 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 we definitely respect Slam Dunk. I'm not yeah. surprised that it did, like, I think less than a million in the U.S., though. But yeah, I was surprised that Digimon, like, charted at all here. Like, I honestly expected nothing until maybe next time when we'll start getting some of the movie marketing shit. That is insane to me that it's, like, here for the... We'll just blame this entirely on you. No, because that's the licensing. That's not the film stuff. I think anime licensing would have been under the film, not the. I think licensing is for like products and stuff. I believe. You can't blame me for this uh, one. Damn. But Don't yeah, try. yeah, and of course the top two franchises, as always, Dragon Ball and One Piece. Yeah. To no, and the most impressive thing is is Dragon Ball. If you go like, you have to go back six, seven years for it to have more than like one movie at this point. But yeah, it was surprising it showed up there. Like, when I saw the documents were up, I didn't even go immediately to look at them, because I'm like, there's not going to be anything interesting here. And there wasn't, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Uh, and then, new DigiGIF wallpaper. Great art of Sylphimon. Can they please compress these well? I should not have to fix these for people. It's on my phone. Yeah, good luck. Although I will say, I, it looks like the calendar doesn't look quite as shitty as last time, to be fair the actual, like, calendar thing, it still is clearly low. Also, why is the one different for the circle? Use a normal one. I saw that and I went, why Why would you go to the effort of actually finding a different one to type it in with the circle? Hey, it's, oh, it's Memorial Day. That's just, it's different. And then, Digimon... It's still August 1st! <laughs> and then, <laughs> Digimon color stuff. Uh, we knew these were coming, pre-orders up. There's no... There's no difference from the prior versions, minus the shell. I have to say, does it? Do they look nicer than they did in the promo images they did when they announced the winner? Yeah, especially the um, the clear one. It feels class. It feels icy. Yes, it ha- it's a much better texture than in the promo images. I almost wonder if it's image compression or something, because it looks so much nicer. I was dumb enough to pre-order these. I went to scratch at them with my nails. I it feels assume, like it would make a nice sound. I assume the full clear one. Yes. It looks like it has a very nice texture. I want to touch it. Yeah. It it is weird it is weird though, like the choices, because you'd think people would pick colors that like would go with each other or something. And it kind of doesn't. Uh and then US pre orders open for these. I like when they get the U.S. pre-orders open quickly, because I, I, I don't like seeing people that getting... Even get reamed by intermediaries. Not just the intermediaries. I don't like seeing fans get nervous about what they should do. Like, for example, if someone wanted the uh, Ryudamon and Doramon Seekers Dims, 
that was a premium Bandai only product. That's not a general one like the O2 DIMMs, for example. Those have not gone up at Premium Bandai USA, and pre-orders are closed at Japan now. So at this point, your choice is. So at this point, your choice is finding a dealer who's marking them up, or just hoping they show up at some point. So that would be me. Yeah, and then D three. So Mon Mon Memo did introductions. Uh, the screens look great. I the more they show us these shells, the more I really like the designs, especially when they detail stuff like. They're actually more um, elongated. They're more symmetrical, like how they appear in anime designs than the actual toys, which were meant to be chunky so little kids could hold them easier. It just has a neat look to it for me. Um, and then, so pre-orders started to get weird for this. So first up, uh, Premium Banda US pre-orders are open. But the weird thing is, they aren't clarifying the cards like they have in the past. So we don't know if it's Japanese card or English card. And weirdly, oh. they don't, like, there's no actual detailing what it is. Like, technically speaking, the only reason we know the U.S. version comes with cards is, one, it shows the card promo image, and it actually mentions under materials that it comes with a PVC card game card, which is made of paper. It does not, like, actually list stuff like it has in the past. And then, for the weirdest part, Apparently, Bandai has decided some premium Bandai stuff now will be sold outside of premium Bandai. I mean, this is very good for everyone. It's just very confusing to deal with. Because, for example, um, Amy Amy and Amazon Japan both have the D3s, which is good. People don't have to deal with the intermediaries. They don't have to deal with whatever. But it doesn't help that, like, this pops up right after people are wondering if premium Bandai is, you know, locking down intermediaries. It doesn't help that they don't really clarify what's happening, which not that we expected them to. It'd just be nice. But it does make it easier. And it looks like Amazon sold out of their stock already. So, Premium Bandai USA. Maybe Amy. next week. Next. Yeah, I'm really happy with these, though. And then we've got a run-through of, I think, some of the nicest card art we've gotten so far. Are you guys ready for the normal card turbo round? Card run, card okay, run. Okay, so... Uh, Phobos Blow. Need a drop for this. Good night, Moon and Dianamon. Dianamon looks fucking great. <laughs> oh, Dianamon's so good. Like it, it's it's neat because the pose is good, and it's kind of this weird mix of painted and cartoony that works mm-hmm. really well it for the character. It's like an expression we usually don't get to see her face from that angle. Well, yeah, they always show her from the side, like swinging her scythe, uh, and then we get Kudamon, Repamon, and Tylenmon. These are all fine. I'm not super like excited about these three, to be honest. Although I admit Repamon like sitting there licking its paws fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Mitamamon, Zaomon, and Labramon. All pretty solid. If not necessarily amazing. Although I will say, I love how the uh, the Zaomon and Labramon one appears to be the same character. Like it's evolved. It's still They're taking setting. care of the, of the little Palmon. Oh wait, I th- there's one behind it. There's one hiding behind its butt. Oh, you're right. For, I thought that was like a foot or something the first time I looked at it. You're right. Oh, could that be... Is that actually the Zalmon from the other image? I think it might be. Cause those, it's that's, hard to tell. Because that's, that's not like a Palmon's uh, ears or tail. Those are like feet stub things. That That's that's interesting. I did not notice that. And then, can we give some credit to Dobermon X getting some good art? 
I was surprised. So was I. And also, Sarubamon Sir Sir X getting good art. This is the best art I think we've ever gotten of this character. That looks okay, so. Look at that. That looks so much better than every other piece of art I've ever seen of this Digimon. I'm just. The lighting's good. The posing's good. It just looks a hundred times better than I think I've ever seen it. Yeah, usually it's always, almost always that same pose where it's like leaping down yeah. from the uh, Watanabe art. Then we get Anubamon. I love the Anubamon one having the Easter egg of it because it has an attack that's had different descriptions over the years. And it's doing both versions of the attack at the same time. That's a neat little... Gets to do whatever you want. Yeah. Then we get uh, Sendurimon being a chicken. And then, and then we get uh, Kumhiramon looking ki- looking far cooler than Kumhiramon should, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an orb. Like, that seriously should not With look... too much larger Davis behind it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize at the back of uh, the Sinduramon, there's like Makuramon and Chatsuramon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot of them have other Davis in them. Then we get... Edamon and Metal Edamon, both with great images. Edamon on stage with Shoutmon and Volcamon. That is great. <laughs> that is great. Uh, Metal Edamon has him lead. I like how it's like leading the evil charge. Like, this is fun. Uh, Leomon, Grap Leomon, and Heavy Leomon. All great. The winner here is definitely Heavy Leomon doing like the mech attacking upwards pose with I believe that's Sonic Excavator. We have not seen a lot of this Digimon's attacks, but I believe that's what it is. Um, There's something really cool about Grap, though. Yeah. The comic style. Yeah, the colors help, I think. Yeah. Then we get Leomon, Leomon, and Loader Leomon. Rest in fucking pieces, Chumon. Loader Leomon looks so fucking confused at this. Like, isn't he normally drawn chunkier also? Like Maybe like, his mane kind of like poofs out. That's like possible. it's almost like he's about to start boring. Yes, and then okay, so the next so this so Gabumon X looks great, but the big surprise was Gurumon X and Weregurumon X in very cartoony anime stylings, which I feel like makes both of them look far cooler than they ever have before. Yes, I want to pet them. Because I feel like Groomon X especially, it kind of falls into like the vein of the X art kind of just being like, it's a wolf and it has some blades. And here it at least has like a neat cartoony vibe to it. I like how the tongue's hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, a little mlem action there. It's and then, uh, then we get Tiumon resting while Sukumon comes to visit. And Targetmon. This card, the reference, do you guys get the reference in this card? Targetmon is meant to be Target Nishizawa, who likes Edamon. Target Nishizawa is one of the marketing people who shows up and who shows up in stuff at times. And look at what the background is. It's the Digivolving Spirits boxes. Which oh, he helped God. which he helped work on. <laughs> and Target Nishizawa was one of the, I didn't even notice Target that. Nishizawa was one of the people that Alphamon raced that we still mock years later. <laughs> My Doramon is still only like three quarters transformed. It's a fucking. <laughs> I had to mute myself because I coughed after laughing so much at that. That fucking figure's a look. That is an amazing figure. It's amazing engineering. It is a horrible fucking toy. I just wanted the Doramon part, and I can't even have that. <laughs> uh, and then Makuramon gets some nice art showing him charging up his uh, attack. 
I like the angle on this art, to be honest. It works well for the character. Yeah. Uh, then, okay, before we go through all of them, can we point out in this Antilamon art, it's Antilamon, like, posing in the wind, but he also has a sweat trip because Lopmon and Terramon are playing on. Lopmon's fallen, and Terramon borderline looks like he's been pulled out of Family Guy or something, like he's dancing and taunting. And Tilamon is like ready to go avatar yes. on somebody, and then yes. you've got. <laughs> and they drew the they drew the little they drew the little nervous sweat tear on him and everything. Uh huh. I need to see this without. The thing that came to mind was like a Jurassic World and like fending off the raptors, see, but they're bunnies. See, I keep th- fending see, off the bunnies. See, I keep thinking like this is great in Tilamon art. I think the VIP of this art though is Terriermon because Terriermon borderline does not even know that like anything's happening. He's just like he's, dancing. He's just jumping into the shot. Yeah. Then we get Majiramon. This one's weird because it's not bad art, but nothing's happening. In it. It's just like Majiramon's large. That's consistent yes, with Majiramon for yes. all of his appearances pre-Ghost weir- Game. And then, weirdly, we had uh, Vicaralamon. But the weird thing is, he has an actual special move of him bashing through stuff, and they don't do it. It's just him running through and it's bashing stuff. Him, it's just him Kool-Aid manning. No, but that's that's his a- that's his, a- his actual special move, is him using a red light ball and smashing through walls and stuff. They've actually drawn him doing it, but he's not using his move. Which the would make Kool-Aid him look man. more like the Kool Aid Man, because it's <laughs> oh, red. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. And then who ordered a pig? And then we got to run through. <laughs> we got Sunmon, Moonmon, Flaremon, Cressamon, Grace Novamon. I can appreciate that with Grace Novamon, they went with. The, just the splendor of the large, fancy-looking Digimon, and it actually looks good. Because half the time when they do that, it's just like, I wish they would pull out a bit. And it actually works no, on this one. Peak Gundam right there. No, we get to Peak Gundam later. We're not to Peak Gundam oh. yet. Although, we'll say, the Sunmon and Moonmon ones are so fun. I, I really like those. They don't pull those guys They're out. They're very cute. Enough. I love them. And then, at the X-Antibody PF, it's the shitty version of the X-Antibody. This is like this is like the weak junk version. And then uh, can we appreciate that Mitamamon actually gets cool art? Because here's the thing: it may be cool art. If it's just him floating there, it's not cool. If it's him actually like slamming the wheel downwards to like stomp on someone, then it's cool. Because I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's like he's gonna, it's like he's like going straight down with the wheel, or he's just floating there doing nothing. I don't know which it is. And Mercurimon gets good art. I I like this. It. It's dynamic. It's fun. It's doing multiple special moves. Someone's going to have a bad day. I love the. I love how the the mask has angry is like just angry, furious face, and the actual face is just he's smirking. <laughs> Someone's gonna die. I think he's having a good time. I, I think you mean he has. The other one he, has he's shonen hero grinning. Yeah. And every shonen hero does this when they do the turbo dash towards the rival character. And then let's talk about the best. We we got like a great trio day. So first off, Metal Edamon. That is the best Metal Edamon art of all time. And wow. it's a reference to two other pieces of art from different artists. Booster Set 3. Okay. Booster Set 3 had a Metal Edamon card where he was just posing in the ring alone. Then a few sets later, someone else had art where it was 
a pile of Volcomon card, and it's him leaping at Metal Edamon in the ring. And here we just get highly detailed art of Metal Edamon beating the shit out of Pile Volcomon. It's just amazing looking. In every- There's nothing negative I can say about this image. It is just amazing. Bancho Leomon gets like the fancy samurai, Jeez. the sun going down. It just looks great. Um, uh, you are already dead. I don't yeah. have I don't have a lot to say about but it's a great image. And then the winner is definitely Heavy Leomon, who gets like the mech cover art, which is amazing because Morishita does a lot of those pieces of box arts for mech stuff. Like I swear, That's there's crack. like I swear if you go check somewhere, you will find a. Gal Geiger or Gundam box drawn by him with a mech doing like this exact pose and just look. Because here's the thing he's not doing anything. There's nothing happening in the image. He just looks really fucking cool. Like, as I was browsing through the dealer's room, I saw probably like half a dozen Gundam robot boxes that looked kind of like that. Morishita is hired to draw a lot of those boxes. A lot. And it looks fucking amazing here. Like, it's really shocking. I honestly can't tell if it's painting with a lot of detailing or if there's actually some CGI use. It's just so detailed. It's hard to actually, like, parse if he's just really good with digital paint detailing or if there actually is some CGI in this. I honestly don't know. And then, the rock elements kind of look CGI-ish, so... I, I'm more talking about Heavy Leomon himself. The rocks, I'm less thinking about, honestly. Uh, and then Leviamon. I, I swear this is based off a of painting or something. I've seen this fucking image. It's so fucking good. Like, I swear there's some art of some weird fish or creature swimming down below that looks like this. It's so good for parallel art. And, like, you actually get the sense of size, almost, with, like, how tiny the little bubbles are in the yeah, water. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's so good. And then we get Art of Anubamon, which has, like, a cool comic vibe, showing an ability of his that does not have a name, where, like, if he finds Digimon data in that has been banished to the Dark Era, he actually judges them on if they become, they go back or not. And he found a Lotmon who's going back. For now. Are you sure it's going back? Yeah, because we can see it becoming the egg. And that's a Lotmon egg. Based on what we know of Lotmon and their evolutions, this Lotmon may reappear and have some problems, though. He lost the dance-off with Terriermon. Again. Uh, and then, card battle. This time, basically just did some card previews. We went over them. Um, and then... So, this one's weird. There's a, like, a manga collaboration pop-up shop to celebrate the upcoming World Cosplay Summit. So it's just like a bunch of stuff being sold there. But they also grab like anything they can get from prior pop-up shops. So like this pop-up shop is not Toei. But they have a bunch of old Digimon pop-up shop and Digimon partner stuff there. I literally looked at this and I'm like, I'm not dealing with this fucking list, period. I'm not doing this. Did you guys see the list? It was long and I kind of lost interest about like a third yeah. of the way through. Because normally when we it's get like, like oh, I can't get a hold of this anyway. Because normally when we get the pop-up shop, I like I translate everything nicely. I do the price. I go over the sizes. I explain how to you know blah blah blah. I went. To, I looked at this. I was like, oh, I'm not fucking this. This is machine translated. I'm not dealing with this. This is like every Otadama that you can currently get, 
every shirt and thing you can currently get, anything they found they saw stock of. There's stuff from Digifest last year. There's stuff yeah, from just digging it out of storage and here, fucking fucking buy it. There's stuff from Digimon Con last year, which at this point is a year and a half in the past. Some of these items, I believe, are from limited base from like the Tri Kazuna era. Maybe twenty twenty for some of them. Because like like the um uh fuck, what was it? The the stickers for the um the lot the travel bags, the travel stickers. Oh, okay, the, I remember those. Yeah, Fun like, designs. I want to say those were like Kazuna in 2020, maybe. But yeah, so if you're looking for those, that shop's yeah, open for a bit. There. Yeah, um, and then we've got a better quality image of the special coding Dukemon model kit. Here's the thing, I, I like it. I also like look at it, and I don't inherently feel like... I feel like if it's not side-by-side, side, you don't actually notice there's anything different from the original one. Like, when you saw the War Greymon special yeah, coding... When you saw, like, when you saw the War Raymond special code, you went, "Oh, it's all really metallic," and I get it. Here, I'm like, "I guess there was less gold on the original." I guess, like, yeah, like, and I, it, it it exists. Uh, and then poll results. Man, Rise Greymon really beat the shit out of the other two. <laughs> Yeah, not surprised. 52. Uh, I will say, big credit to Lilamon, though. Rise Greymon got 52%. Mokdao Kamon got 25%. Lilamon got 23%. Mokdao Kamon almost got going? third place. That is. My, uh, that's not that surprising. That is a good showing for Lilamon. And let, let's move on before we discuss why that possibly was. I, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in half of, I mean, the improvement the improvement between adult levels because Sunflomon's just kind of oh, sad. No, absolutely. And I think Mach Gaukamon's not a great upgrade over. A lot of times I forget Mach Gaukamon exists, to be honest. Yeah, Mach Gaukamon. The the difference between Gaugamon and Sunflomon is very different than the difference some, some, between Gaugamon and Lilamon. Like, some, there's a huge some, catch up Sometimes there. when I'm thinking of, like, the characters, I go, okay, Gaumon is the boxing glove dog. Then we get uh, Gaugamon, who's bluer Garumon. And then we get. Mirage, who's a knight. And then I go, what's the fourth one? I'm like, wait, no. Mirage is the fourth one. I skipped Mokgaukamon. I forgot he exists. Those perfect levels can really fall through the cracks sometimes. Um, and then we have a new poll. Who is your favorite member of the D-Brigade? It's actually interesting. I feel like this is one of the rare ones when I could see a good chunk of them win. But I want to say it's going to be Cargo Dramon. I hope it's Cargurdramon, but yeah, this could go. Cargurdramon is best boy. He is, but like this one, like you can see, like Commandramon or, or um, like Sealsdramon, somebody doing really well. Yeah. One of well, the that and like uh, Darkdramon's also generally pretty popular for an Same. ultimate to begin with. So yeah, it's one of those where you also went if it was not such a new character. D Brigade War Greymon, I would say, would win. I think he's new enough that yeah, I don't, that I feel like he's, I feel like people have not fully, like, done the War Greymon connection yet. Mm hmm. And also, also, uh, ours have been pretty inconsistent yeah, so far. Especially when it comes to, like, colors and style to the point that, like, his official art does not really look like the card art we've gotten of him. And the. It looks yeah. really navy in the card art, like, really kind of, like, dark. It's like, oh, this is. Black War Greymon. Wait, it's not no, even. It's not even. It's kind of even as official art. It's a departure from the other 
a lot of the earlier D Brigade art as well. Like his fatigues are a little different than like Commandramon and Sealsdramon's. It's funny. None of us are talking about High Commandramon because this is like there's other people to vote for. Even though this is basically like like a Greymon in that style. Just, does it feel yeah. like? Does it feel like? No the, one cares. Does it feel yeah, like no the? Cares. Does it feel like the instant that it's just like Greymon with a shield rather than like a giant metal Greymon doing cool shit? Everyone kind of stopped caring. Yeah. Because like in the post, yeah, you're like yes. in the post, you're like, oh, it's a giant metal Greymon who's part of it. And here it's just like, no, it's a tiny Greymon with a shield. And they took his horns yeah. away. I did not even like, that did not even like enter my brain until you said it, to be honest. They're like, oh, that's why his head looks so fucking weird. He doesn't have the horns. naked. It did not even weird. Now I can't not see it. Anyway, you can vote for a helicopter. So vote for the helicopter. Spin to win. Uh, and then... In the various weekend batches, first we got some more images from DigiFest. I like they they took some good stage images, to be honest, and some good behind the scenes stuff. I like the the some interesting stories popped up. Like uh, Aim mentioned that she had had dinner with Miwa Matsumoto the day before DigiFest, and she actually shared a dressing room with Rai Kugamiya this year. So they actually ate lunch together, which they did last year also. That's fun. Yeah. Aww. So some neat stuff there. Then um, for Odaiba Memorial, Ayumi Miyazaki posted a little image of his little Digimon corner in his little musical office. AIM posted uh, mini promotional posters from movies that she sung for that she still has. Uh, Ayumi Miyazaki also posted a medley of him doing a bunch of songs on his new YouTube. Which, oh, very nice oh, little medley. Check that out. And you can see his little Digimon corner there also. Yeah. Uh, then the, we got a bunch of photos from the museum. They they love to show that fucking vending machine, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They reminded people that, you know, it's Odaiba Memorial, so they put up a little Agumon plush to welcome people in. They showed off the stamps, which the Agumon stamped the last day was Odaiba Memorial. And they also pointed out, hey, it's a rainstorm. We are not doing the Blackboard stuff today. Please be <laughs> safe. Take it easy. The, muse- the museum's still open, and you're welcome to come in to get out of the rain if you want, but we're not doing any of the outside activities that are planned. Yeah. And it's funny, is, is if you look at that photo, you can really see how much it's coming down. It's it's actually impressive how much rain you can actually see falling in that image, where you just get the streaks of rain everywhere. And that just poor... The glare, the glare off of Agumon there. That poor... See, and that's why Savers doesn't get any respect. They keep Agumon outside of the rain. Stick, stick Agumon out <laughs> he, he, in the rain. He, while... he, he gets a tree. He gets a tree. To be fair, uh, then uh, Tenyabuno posted a few uh, Dreamers images and pointed out, you know, send him your impressions and thoughts now that more people are reading it. We love him. We got the cover art for the Black War Game on Model Kit. That is some really nice anime art, to be honest. Although it never, it did not occur to me to go pull up the War Greymon box and go, did they just repaint War Greymon? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I I I didn't think about that until right now. Me either. And not then, until you mentioned it. And then Naoki Akimini posted, you know, the full color versions of all four with a nice for Odaiba memorial, thanking everyone for you know liking, retweeting, talking about his images. Saying that you know he they loved, all look so fucking good. I know, and then you know saying he loved everyone, thank you, and everything. And then we also got a new image from him, the color version 
of his image called Beginning Night. What's funny is it's like we saw the black and white one. We're like, oh, this is so fucking amazing. And when you see it in color and the lighting and the detailing, it's like, God, it's so fucking good. And I love that Mika's there with her little cat ball. Even even through all that, cat just wants to be fed. Yeah. But it's just like, and you get the the little egg, the Bodemon egg from the movie. It's just so good. So many little details. This is great. And then for Odaiba Memorial, they put up new social art. I love this social art, to be honest. We get Akumon, Vimon, and Lugamon looking at some familiar-looking clouds. We get the original Digivice, the D3. I don't know if that's a normal Vital Bracelet or a Linker Band. I don't think it matters because of how blurred it is. And then the 2020 Digivice. Although now that I look at it... Now that I look at it... I think it's the regular one. It's hard. It feels like it is, but it's hard to tell because of all that blur cloud effect. I, it's just a, it's just a fun art piece of art. I really like it. Uh, and then, from the most recent weekend batch of stuff, uh, they've started giving out flyers for the new movie in Japan. The front's the put the new poster, and then the back we get the character description and the plot. I actually really like it. it's a neat looking poster. It's funny, but when you get. Like, we have all this art clean that's on the back, but when you see it with the background and, like, the little descriptions, it's kind of funny. If you look at Hikari, doesn't she just seem to be happy to be there? <laughs> like, they pose her in the corner and she's smiling. It just feels a bit off somehow. Uh, and then from Kanto, they did the Great Tamer Exchange Tour there. A lot of fun little images there. Um, some that I did not post because they were weird. Or the normal. <laughs> oh, there were some weird ones this time. Um, my favorite part, and I point this out to multiple people showing them the images. If you look at all... Um, Maguro is the one from Card Battle in the red shirt. Every image of him with the mascots, he's doing the same pose. So he's at eye level with Akuman. <laughs> so if you look, he's always bending over the exact same way, giving a thumbs up to put his eyes at the exact same level as Agumon. Even even though he's the tallest person there, and you can't tell because of the way he, like, crouches perfectly. Like, you can't even... I can t- see that now. It's yep. weird. Like, you can't even tell he's crouching until you look carefully, and then you realize he's gigantic compared to everyone else in these photos. Um, and then a few more previews of Dreamers from Chapter 7. And then there was a lot of fun stuff. So um, Aim and Ayumi Miyazaki are at going to the Macau Comic Festival later this month, and we'll do a concert there. So they put up little promotional videos for that. Uh, then nice. for Odaiba Memorial, uh, the company that does a lot of the products in China put up promo images, just you know, character art, celebrating the day, showing some of the recent products. Looked very well mm-hmm. done, honestly. Uh, then... A uh, few more photos of that Chinese card event. I keep forgetting the name, but it's uh, Kamade 26 in Chengdu. I believe this is the same event we got photos of a week or two ago. I don't understand. Is this event still going? Have they just like, or is it just like, does it move? Because I swear this is like the same location we saw almost two weeks ago, I want to say. Or did they just like. I was not paying much attention. Or did they just build it near identical? It's hard to tell. And then that pop-up shop opened in China. Uh, a lot of good photos from it. Lo- re- it really has like a odd grandeur to it, honestly. 
Have you guys seen, like, seen, it's just big. They have a bunch of stuff from um, new products, old products, uh, placards showing art from Kazuna, art for the new movie. They have that weird new poster, which I still love, that it's a new, the beginning poster. Everyone uses art from Kizuna, except uh, Louis and Ukuman, which are new art. And they're all posed like it's a tri-poster. And also, I just realized Vimon is not to scale with, like, everyone else. He's jumping. He's in the jumping foreground. At you? Jumping. He's he, jumping at you. I would agree with that. The problem is, is, if you look at this pose, like, you look at the pose, and you look at sizes, doesn't it make Vimon look like he has a pinata head? He's just, it actually just, makes me just... think of the uh, eye-catch uh, images. Yeah, he's diving forward. Yeah. A little uh, bit. But yeah. And there was also a video showing a walkthrough of the shop. There was some... I did not originally see that Patamon plush, where it's just like this fat piggy Patamon. Um, but yeah, they also I had... Fo- the video, but I they, had, piggy. they had photo spots with the little... Tra- I, I know they brought this to multiple events in China. It was at the... Um, do you remember that like exhibition thing they did a year ago? I want to say a lot of this is from there. They had like a photo wall with the Adventure Kids... Just a lot of neat stuff they had. See, a lot of this stuff makes me go, a few of these things, I swear, were also at events in the U.S., like that um, display wall that shows Zudomon, Lilymon, Holy Angemon, and Angelmon. I think that was at Anime Expo like a year ago as like a t-shirt holder thing. It's just a lot of weird, neat stuff that's fun to see. Then we head over to the Toei Museum. First off, they've brought back the Doramon plush to put on display along with various other Digimon plushes just to show it off. I want it so badly. I do not want to know what shipping for that is because we, we've seen people say <laughs> we already. Was it the door? I thought it, find what, out. what wasn't that the Chibimon that someone said like shipping was like two hundred or something? Or was uh, that the I think Doromon? They got both. I think they got both, and I think for the Doromon it was like three hundred. Okay, that was a while ago, but yes, I. Look, I, I had someone getting stuff for me when they went to Japan. I would, did, at no point did I think, hmm, I should ask about that Doraemon plush. That ain't fucking happening. You can't put that in the overhead compartment. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Then at the gift shop at the Toy Museum, because this is one of those places that a lot of people go to if they're visiting. A for that. Yeah. A lot of people grab whatever they can because it's all Digimon Partner stuff at this point. They put in uh, the Digifest stuff and the um, the art project from a few shows ago. So all that stuff you can get at the Toei Museum now without an intermediary if you're in Japan. And the art's so good. And seeing all the little Otodama there. Mm-hmm. Willis is just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they did an update to the stamp. Vimon is available until the 15th, and after Vimon, there will be a uh, 11 days of Hawkmon, and then Armadamon, Patamon, and Tailmon will follow. They're going through the original 502 partners. You think they would announce something for Wormmon? Poor Wormmon being left <laughs> out again. Yeah, so it's we neat. love you, Wormmon. Now you have to wonder. Um, oh, never mind. I answered my own question. I was going to say, do you think those are new stamps, or do you think the old stamps, since all minus Vmon weren't heavily used, do you think they're just using Vmon? They are not. Because the old stamps had a borders, and these don't. So they made new ones for everyone. I think in stamp form, the best ones actually are Armadamon. Like, if you look at the framing of them and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I like the kitty. 
Then it is time for questions. You guys in chat can throw yours up. The first one someone sent was, we were running around and busy for the last episode. Have we been able to relax and mend? No. Uh, I mean, I was sort of on vacation, so that was part of it was relaxing and mending. It was like a lot of running and biking around, but it was all for relaxing purposes. I'm all right. The, the best way I can put it is, is I've definitely been like on the energy high from it. It's like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and they're going to take my blood pressure. And I'm very curious to see what it is. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I've been like, I've been like, like, thank God it was not two weeks ago. It, that Sunday or Monday, I guarantee you, if you check my blood pressure, oh, I would not have been looking very well. It's like, mm, we're going to keep you for observation. Yeah, I, I assume it will be because my blood pressure is exceptional every time. Like every time they're like fucking shocked at my blood pressure. So I'm very curious to see what it is tomorrow. Carito uh, wants to know, do we have predictions for the next model kit? No, I don't. I'm trying to think who we don't have. It feels like at some point we have to get Shoutmon X4. I would love to see a Shoutmon, but I don't know. It's I would fucking love a Shoutmon X4 Night one, specifically. No, see, we get Shoutmon X4, and then we get Shoutmon X4 Night special coding version from Human Bandai, where it has random gold we don't notice, and a cape. <laughs> <laughs> they would fucking do that, just to fuck with me, specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would like it to be something that has not gotten as much physical product in recent years. If it's, like it makes sense to do Shine Greymon. He's a popular character, and he does not get a lot of stuff. So I would want to then move that down to someone else. It feels like, based on the timing, it would be something O2, like a Pale Dramon. Yeah, it feels like another... I, I think they're That's still on the O2 train. Yeah, o- the O2 train gets to keep going until, let's say, the beginning of March. And then everything better get the fuck out of the way as the 25th anniversary of Adventure barrels through. And if you wanted anything else, you're not fucking getting it. Unless it shows up as a 25th anime thing. Where they go, it's a 25th anniversary of Adventure. So here's some can badges of Taichi, Daisuke, Takato, Takuya, Masaru, and so forth. It's just going to be fucking Agumon Apocalypse. The Agupocalypse. <laughs> Agupocalypse. And then in the background, you just see a sad-looking Gummamon plush. <laughs> uh, let's see. No, in the background, you see the Savers Agumon in the rain. <laughs> Looking at, through a window. Okay. And then we had a question from Math Magician. I changed your question a bit because I'm not going to even comment on stuff that Discotech does not have. And it's not happening. And it's one of those things where their question was about what the question is, which is, is it a prerequisite for Blu-rays to exist in Japan before companies like Discotech can release something? And then they talked about what they wanted. And it's like, that's not relevant to the I understand it's relevant to what you get in the end. It's not relevant to the question, especially since, no. Um, in most cases, no, it does not require there to be a Blu-ray. Sometimes it can. It depends on the company, the people involved. There's shows that we've done Blu-rays of that, as far as I know, there are no Blu-rays in Japan. It maybe got a DVD once. There was a, it was like a shoujo adventure show called like Hana Sekeru. 
I, I don't remember the full title. I, I, I called it Anime Dallas. Because I remember it, you calling something Anime Dallas. Yes, and it was like literally Anime Dallas. And like looking through, I'm like, really interesting show. I wonder how it did Japan. I'm like it got like DVDs like in 2007, and that's it. But they animated it nicely in HD, and our sets in HD and everything. And it, it depends on what it is. Like uh, at Otakon, we announced Crying Freemans getting a remastered Blu-ray. Toei did the film scan and remastering themselves for the discotheque release. As far as I know, there is no direct plans right now that they're doing Crying Freeman on Blu-ray themselves. And yes, AR would have run across Crying Freeman in anime clubs or home video. Yeah, yeah that, that brings me back. That that people were very excited from, from uh, Otakon. Also, Midnight Eye Goku. That's one of those OVA ones that people just remember showing up all the time. But yeah, so in one. general, it, if something doesn't have a Blu-ray in Japan, that doesn't necessarily stop it from getting one here. It definitely helps if there's a Blu-ray, though, because that means materials exist and, you know, whatnot. But yeah, so short answer is there is no prerequisite. I mean, I like to talk about the ACO release at this point. That was two, two or three years ago, I think. And that does not have a Blu-ray in Japan still. I randomly see tweets from people in, from people in Japan who import. It's like, this is one of the most amazing Blu-rays I've ever seen, but why was it an American company that had to give Aiko a good release? Honestly, I was about to ask. Like, I wonder how often uh, the discotheque releases are imported back to Japan where there isn't like something existing. Uh, I, it appears to happen. Like, um, like there's a Toei home video producer on Twitter named, uh, I don't know if it's his, like, name or if it's just his username, but his username's, like, Biff Tokyo. So I always think of him as, like, Biff from Back to the Future. And he, he appears to import large stacks of discs from all over the place. Like, he seems to pay attention to releases in every country, knows exactly what to get for American movies, Japanese movies. I'm pretty sure I've seen him write reviews for Japanese video magazines and stuff. So he knows, I, like... I, sorry, go ahead. I'm just trying to picture Biff from Back to the Future being this Japanese cinephile. <laughs> no, no, that's the funny part. Like, there's times when, like, I've seen photos of him, like, in a small theater. And I'm like, I can't tell if this is a small theater or if he has a small one-room <laughs> tiny theater. Because, you know, like, people who get, like, the theater rooms, they build it so it kind of looks like a theater. Like a movie theater, so they have, like, the full vibes. Yes. They have their own popcorn so, machine. So, like, I'm looking, I'm like, this, I, I, so, like, looking outside, it's like, the outside photo he posts, it doesn't look like an actual theater, but it looks like it has the vibe of the theater. I'm like, I don't know if it's like a small theater or maybe like a small screening room at Toei that he uses because he's a producer there, or if he has some giant fucking house with a one-room theater. It's just this fucking crazy looking. But yes, people definitely do import, especially since Japan and US share a Blu-ray region. But yeah. Digilabs wants to know, what do we think about them doing a Digimon anime that's about using Digimon to fight business to business for world domination. I I mean, you can do a story about I anything. It's a matter of doing feel it correctly. Like, I feel like that's an offshoot Gundam, like semi, not, not an actual Gundam, but an offshoot show I that mean, here's the thing. someone's that, tried before of like using giant robots for business purposes. Here's I the think thing. That's... That could be Seekers for all we fucking know. 
Totally. Yeah, that's the other. Yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. Of, like that should be the plot of Seekers. That in should fa- be in happening fact, in the background. In fact, well, at, in fact, I feel like the very instant we found out that the person who brought AG into it was a professor who runs a company, and that was in marketing stuff like a month before it came out. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what it's going to be about. And that it hasn't happened yet, I think, has been disappointing because it actually felt like there were interesting ideas stoked by the characters existing. Oh, just, I, I think that's still in play. Oh, it is, but I'm saying it hasn't, it hasn't been well. relevant is what I mean. Yeah, it's that's still probably a thing, but... Okay, here's, here's a good one. Where do you think the line is for collector products before it's being unfair to the buyers and treating them like a piggy bank? This one's interesting. That's, it's that's, also hard to gauge because, like, based on what you're buying, you're just being treated like a piggy bank, period. I, I mean, do we have time to get into Keynesian economics? Because yeah, like, that's it, really what it boils down to. I, I thought of something I pre-ordered recently, which involves this very concept. It, it's a big anniversary for Transformers. And one of the things they announced was um, Takara and Hasbro they're doing the original Optimus Prime toy, but they've completely re-engineered it as a modern toy. So it Ooh. looks so it looks and is made out of materials like the original. It looks identical, but for example, the arms and legs can fully move and it, you know, can twist at the waist and its head can move and everything. So it's So it's nostalgia, but they pimped it out. Yes. Now, here's where it get now. As you'd expect, that's expensive. It's like I think 120 or whatever. Uh, how big is it? I think the same size as the original, which they sell for like 60 or 70 in attempt release, which is fine. It, it is what it is. The colors are the same as the original toy. The chest even opens up and has a matrix in it, which the original toy didn't. It is a nice thing. Here's where it gets into the, this is treating them like a piggy bank. At the same time, they announced a second version of that toy. That's painted like the cartoon instead of the toy. Now, which do you think is probably more popular among fans? Do you think they want the one that looks like the toy or the one that looks like the cartoon that everyone remembers? The cartoon one does not come with the trailer. If you want the trailer, you have to buy the other one also. So the $120 one, if you want just the cartoon, you also you have to buy the $70 one without the trailer and the $120 one to get the trailer, which feels a bit dickish because you could just I do it by trailer. Because it means you have to buy both to actually have that. That's where it gets a little eh. For for Digimon stuff, it feels like it's harder because a lot of the weird dickish stuff is actually stuff fans demand. Like like taking the CSA line and turning that into Super CSA and charging a reasonable amount more. That seems reasonable at its surface because it is... Well, they also offer... Similar-ish products at different price points. Yes, and that's where, like, there's been, like, um, the 2020 Digivice. If you could not get the, what was the toy one? It was like 120 They had the $3 gotcha ones, which weren't that, like, they weren't, you know, LCD they toys. they just light up? And they just it? lit up, but they lit up with the right colors, and they had the little lens thing where they're, like, refracted, and it looked neat. And they did. They also did the one where it was like the bath bomb or whatever, and it had the toy in it, um, or even stuff like the recolors of the Digimon color. That's sort of predatory, but it's also like V Pet fans one hundred percent want more colors. Yeah, it's like you want your favorite yeah. Digimon, but you also want it to match your personal aesthetic. 
I'm trying to think what products have they actually done that are predatory outside of gotcha games. Like, um, has there been any actual Digimon products in recent memory where the actual way the product is is just like here's the thing: some people would probably say when they did those gotcha dims, but that didn't even seem that unreasonable to me or you, Dev. We bought a stack together, in fact. Yeah, I mean, it averaged out to like ten or fifteen dollars per dim, and yeah. and that's what we expected to pay for it. I'm, yeah. tr- I'm trying to think, like, was there anything that they actually sold where it just felt dishonest? I mean, they do re-releases of the same figure with, like, some more paint, but that's a lot of... But that's also but, but that's that. also, like, the weird thing, like, the figureized Dukemon. It's not like it's, like, oh, it is... And it also has Crimson Mode armor, or something where you ha- if you want it, and you're a fan of that character, you have to buy the fancy expensive one. It is just, it is the same one, but with gold. And we can't even tell the difference without having them side by side. Yeah, it's like, okay, I I assume this one's slightly more sparkly. As for the line, I guess the line is based on what personally you want and are willing to pay, I guess. Like, here's the thing. Oh, I know, like, people reselling, um, was it, was, what was the name of it? Shadow Hal? Oh, true shadow. No, like, not true shadow. Like the 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 beta shadow hell. I think that was the shadow hell, and then like the the one later was like true shadow hell. But shadow hell was a giveaway they did. They didn't sell it, as far as I know. Did Bandai ever actually sell that original shadow hell? I don't believe so. I think it's like you just it, put in a it, lottery. Yeah. It it was and it was it was like V jump and a few other events, and you won it for free. It was just pe- everyone getting it, then going. $200 if you want it. And it's like, oh, fuck no. But yeah, the next question is really easy. Is there a release date slash period for the Digimon the movie's release? No! And that last chance in the chat for you guys, someone then wanted to know, what do we think is a good dessert? I think it would depend on... Yeah, it, like, it, it depends on, we, like, the day. Are we talking about yeah. a family get-together, or like, a restaurant thing? Well, that or? see, that's the thing, is it, the, I did not change any wording on this question. Well, yeah, it's it is very mood dependent. Also, kind of depends on summer or winter as well in yeah. places yeah. that have seasons. Kind of good all year round would be kind of like cheesecake. I I don't like uh, cheesecake. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a I'm cheesecake. Not a big, I'm weird. I'm not a big cheesecake fan. I I could I'm generally apple pie is a pretty good. See, I don't see. I don't, I don't like apple pie. Hmm. I don't like fruit pie. It's just the texture is just same. No, I'm okay. not I'm not a big pie like, person in general. Good, but I'm not a big pie person in general, honestly. I I am a pie person. I, I do like pie. Like it also depends, like what what you're doing. Like there, like um, have you ever sat down for a movie and had sn- a thing of snow caps? Once. <laughs> not really my. Yeah, time. that's not usually my f- snow caps aren't my go-to. That and there's also like regional differences. Like Philly has water ice. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Are you talking? Are you talking about like an icy or a slushy snow cone? Or? No, nope, nope. It is something completely different. Okay, wait. You said you water ice. Yes, but it's pronounced water ice because it's from Philly. Okay, is it? It's very similar to like a shaved ice, but it's exceptionally fine, and it has like a lot more flavor. It's not just like drizzle; like it's like blended together. Hmm. So it's the artisan snow cone, is what you're saying. It looks like some... I want to say... That's interesting. It looks like... 
it almost looks like a firmed up icy that like you can scoop. You can scoop, but it's but like it's really, really fine. Yeah, interesting. It's a very local thing. But yeah, like like I I like Rocky Road. Like almost any time. If I, yeah, it depends what you're doing. Like like Ar said, if it's like if it's like, cool down. Yeah, if it's like a family gathering, you expect more of like a serve to multiple people style dessert. So I, yeah, it definitely depends what it is. Like if it's a cold night, a good dessert is going to be some cocoa or something potentially. Like cookies fresh out of the oven. Yeah, cookie. Yeah, good. A nice big cookie. Yeah. With like maybe with some hot so- hot chocolate sauce on it. Or oh, something. or a good churro. And that's a good. That's that and churros are both. Although good, the problem uh, is, those are good restaurant desserts. Although, as well. although I was gonna say, ninety nine percent of the time when I have a churro, it's not as an actual like dessert. It's just oh, I want a churro. I, the like only I time smell this, or I smelled it halfway across the mall. Yeah, no, the only time I've had churros is if there was, happens to be a churro in front of me for some reason, and then it's like, hey, it's I, it's time for a churro. Oh, see, see, for me, it's the same, except if I'm somewhere where there theoretically will be a churro, I make sure the churro ends up in front of me. I, I've, I've done well to resist that. It, it's like, cause... it's like, oh, you want me to go to a theme park with you? Absolutely. But understand, I'm going to keep going. Where are the churros? Until I get a churro. And that... You know what? Uh, funnel cake. Funnel cake funnel. hasn't been my thing, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't I, I, I don't dislike it, but it's just... I, I, I always go for the churro, which, like, it's not the same thing, but it's that same family of fried dough. Fried yeah, doughy thing covered in sugary substance. Yeah. I'm not a big. I'm not quite as into the fried dough. Like it's if I'm at a fair or something and I need something, it's more like a root beer float or something in the in that family. It's going to be something or an or an icy or something. Oh, Ramon actually had a good one for the model kit answer. Since we're done with desserts, Ramon said he wanted to see Skull, Skull Greymon. That'd be Ooh, that'd be a really cool be... model kit. I feel like for Skull Greymon though, I don't want amplified. I want no, the car- I want yeah. the cartoony anime skull Greymon, slightly oversized in the normal figureized line, with just like weirdly cartoony bright colors. That'd be fun to put together. Yeah, or annoying to put together. One. I, of the I two. feel I feel like it's the one where it has to be like designed properly. Where like you build it up and then you add in like the ribs. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's an amazing. Like, yeah. It's like putting together your dinosaur skeleton. Yeah, R- Ramon gets the like v- little wood ones. Ramon gets the VIP for that one because I I would not even have thought of Skull Greymon to be honest. See, Carito said Mecha Skull Greymon. That would be amplified. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I need to see normal Skull Greymon first before we get like the reimagined yeah. Mecha one. Yeah, totally. Because I can see a really cool amplified robot skull Greymon, but i need to see the cartoony one first because just in my mind like imagining that works i want to see that one ar how have you been what have you done what shall you be doing i am going to be at anime magic this weekend not running any panels or anything but if you're in the chicago area and feel like going to a convention where there are two Digimon voice actors, uh, Brian Beacock and Zeno Robinson will both be there as well. So if you see me, stop by and say hi. I'll be running, I'll be helping out with the Anime Milwaukee table. Do you have a, a table number that you can give everyone? I do not. 
Okay. But they're they're all kind of all the conventions are kind of bunched together in the corner of Artist Alley, so okay, makes they're sense. not too hard to find. And then Dev, what Wikimara could you like people to read? Uh fuck it, Target Mon, I don't care. <laughs> no, Good no, answer. You, no, you have to look up Target Nishizawa, whether he has an article on Wikimon or not. Target Nishizawa. He must have one. <gasps> he doesn't. But he does oh. on the other Digimon wiki. Dev, we'll talk about that. Dev, you, 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 Wikimon has shamed us. Wait, how did he? I must have. T- how does he not have one? Does he really not? He might just have like a mentioning as staff on some page. Like usually. No, the oh, the, the only mention of him appears to be that that uh, on Targetmon's page that he's named after Target Nishizawa. There doesn't appear to be any other mention of him. That is weird. I would have thought for sure there would have been an article about him, because he used to pop up so often. Yeah, but think of this way. Who is going to be yeah. writing the article? Yeah, I, for- I forgot. The art. The Wikimon articles are always like the weird mechanical stuff and never the story. Yeah. yeah. So, th- and I... It's like, here's the raw data. Go fuck yourself. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for showing up. I shall be running with the will as always. We will catch you guys probably in two weeks. Thank you everyone for showing up. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.